0: They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Janis! Oh, please! What a catch! It's insane! Oh Oh my, that may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. But did the receivers get far enough downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game-ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. come Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. My mission statement is to bring you weekly bowl predictions for the Packers, the NFL, and and maybe even once in a while, some college football. I am your host, Nathan Spooner, and I would like you to consider this thought. bowl predictions are kind of like Hail Marys. Sometimes you just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. However, Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are a little more accurate than my bowl predictions. Well, welcome to episode 10 for week 11, Packers at Seahawks. It's a Thursday night game, so I feel like it's coming up a pretty quick here, and I would have liked to get this episode out even a little sooner than I'm getting it out, but we're here nonetheless, and it's going to be out before the game. I'm hoping by the time we have this released, it'll be late Wednesday, and you guys should be able to, hopefully many of you hear these predictions ahead of time, and so here we go. Let's look back at last week, first of all. And just do a quick recap of the Dolphins game. So we predicted for Aaron Rodgers that uh, he would go for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Well, he did basically half of both of those. 199 yards and two touchdowns. 19 for 28 passing there. So his completion percentage went helped uh, go up a little bit there. Then we had Aaron Jones going for 100 yards and a touchdown. He for sure exceeded that. It was super great to see him uh, finally get the carries that he needed. I did see that some people were disappointed that, and hoped that he had gotten more. I had hoped he'd gotten more, but really we can't be too upset if you consider the fact that we ran a total of 55 plays and 25 of those were run plays, including the one Raven Green run So on the fake punt. So I don't feel like 55 plays is a little below the NFL average. So I'm not too disappointed in the fact that he didn't get a little more just because those opportunities weren't really even there. I mean, Jamal Williams only got three carries. So it is what it is with Aaron Jones last week, and I think we should all just be very pleased with what we got for sure. Then I had Devontae Adams going for 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, he got two touchdowns. So that was awesome, and then he only had 57 yards, but he had that one nice 25-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers on uh, second and 23, and so that uh, was definitely uh, a nice throw by Aaron Rodgers, and um, just a nice play call all in all against a zone coverage defense there. Then I had uh, Valdez Scantling going for 100 yards and a touchdown, that did not happen, He had only 44 yards, zero touchdowns. I had Graham snagging a touchdown. He did not. Devontae Adams snagged the only two touchdowns for receiving. Then I had uh, Tremont Williams and Jair Alexander moving on to the defense. I had them both getting an interception. They did not. But Bashad Breeland, he snagged a critical interception when it looked like the Dolphins were driving and possibly, and it was still a close game at the time, so possibly even a, could have been a go-ahead drive for them, and uh, he shut that down very nicely. Then I had Kenny Clark getting two sacks. He got one sack, but we had six sacks as a team. Dean Lowry had a sack. Kyler Fackrell had a sack. Reggie Gilbert had a sack. Raven Green had a sack. Montrevious Adams got in and got a sack. So it was good to see... Some guys that haven't gotten sacks or that were big names or not so big names during the preseason get in and, and contribute. Lowry, or even Green, Montrevious Adams. It's good to see these guys get in and contribute. So all in all, the Packers ended up winning 31-12, to 12, a spread of 19 points. I think we can be very pleased with the offensive play calling, how well the defense played allowing just four field goals. I think there's a lot to be happy with coming out of this game. And we did what we were expected to do. Now, I know there's going to be people that were upset or disappointed in some of the missed throws from Aaron Rodgers, disappointed in the drive where Jamal Williams got in, uh, disappointed by that fourth down play call. I was disappointed in that. Um, I'm, I'm okay with going for on fourth down. Um, and after further review, I... I posted something on Twitter about this that uh Jimmy Graham blocking on that end was not a good idea, but on further review it does look like Aaron Rodgers made that call to bring him in tighter to make the block there and it just did not work. So, uh, just just a few things here and there, but it's going to there's going to be little things like that in every game. I don't care if you if they won 41 to to 12 or 41 to 0. There would have been something that did not go right or a drive that didn't result in points. So, Packer fans, let's not be nitpicky and let's not be act like spoiled children, okay? Not everything's going to be perfect. Not every drive is going to be perfect. Then, just looking quickly at one other of your guys' predictions, um, at underscore one he just gave one main prediction there. Um, That the Dolphins would lose and the Packers would beat the Dolphins uh, by a margin of 14 to 17. So we got pretty close there. There was a 19 point spread. So pretty close, close enough, right? I predicted that the score would be 38 to 17. uh, So it was 31 to 12. So the spread's pretty close there still. Uh, Actually, it's exactly right. No, it was 20. I had a 21 point spread, excuse me. And it ended up being a 19 point spread. So it was pretty close, pretty close on all that. All right, so. Packers Dolphins it's been covered uh extensively already by others and other podcasts and and if you're not listening to other podcasts I really encourage you to it uh will really help your knowledge as a Packer fan and it'll also help you when things are frustrating to stay calm uh especially if you listen to certain ones and that's not certain others but uh, I'm not going to give any endorsements one way or the other at this time if you would like to know which ones I listen to feel free to hit me up you can even hit me up uh by the way, on our hotline, the Rogers Hail Mary hotline, that is 920-770-2117. 920-770-2117. Still waiting to hear from our, uh, you guys have to get our first message or text message or voicemail from you guys. Haven't gotten one yet, so still looking forward to hearing from you guys on that. So if you want an endorsement... I want to know what I listen to as far as Packers podcasts or just NFL podcasts in general, feel free to hit me up there or on Twitter, and I'll be glad to share what I feel are the best podcasts to catch to increase your Packers knowledge. All right, let's move on to Week 11, Packers at Seahawks. I have Aaron Rodgers coming into this game. Playing against the Seahawks. Now, I have him going for 300 yards and two touchdowns. And I think that is pretty realistic for a short week and a Seahawks team that is still pretty decent at home. I watched the last two most recent Seahawks games, uh, the most recent one against the Rams and then the week before that, two weeks ago, when they played the Chargers. And it's really hard to be able to tell, at least watching the Seahawks defense, just those two weeks, how good they are because... Let's just face it, especially their run defense. Melvin Gordon is an all world running back. Todd Gurley is an all world running back. But I'm also of the opinion that Aaron Jones is, if he's not going to be if he's not already, is going to be a, an all world running back. So that's my thought on that. It's hard to tell. Uh, and then they played against two good quarterbacks and Phillip Rivers and Jared Goff, and just two good offenses altogether. So it's hard to to just judge their defense based on those two games alone. Then their offense, to me, they've kind of picked it up a little bit in the running game. We struggle against the running game here and there, allowing chunk plays, but we really tighten up down in the red zone. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us giving up yardage and allowing them even to get into the red zone. But that's when we tighten up and holding teams to field goals or turnovers. We had our first red zone sack in this last game in 31 games, I believe it was, and we had a red zone turnover in this previous game, and the first one in a long time, so I'm okay with giving up the yardage if our defense is able to tighten things up and even force turnovers in the red zone, so I'm not all that concerned, and the Seahawks, offensively speaking, they really now are going to have, with Rashad Penny, and they have uh, Davis, I'm Uh, First name slipping my mind. And then Carson, Chris Carson, coming back from injury, I believe, as well. So they're going to have a three-back committee, and us as Packet fans know how frustrating that could be. No guy's going to be able to get in a rhythm. And so they got that going for them, uh, uh, or the Seahawks have that going against them, I would think. And then they really only have Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett at the wide receiver they have a tight end vanette who is uh serviceable as well can make catches when it's needed in a pinch so uh but really only as really major threats would be tyler lockett and baldwin and baldwin's a little banged up he's not 100 percent hasn't been 100 percent all season long and uh got a little bit even more banged up in the rams game so that is what the seahawks look like so aaron Rodgers. 300 yards, two touchdowns. That's what I have. I have Aaron Jones going for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He'll be able to put up some yards against this defense that has been gashed by two really good running backs the last two weeks, as I mentioned. Then I have uh, Devontae Adams. He's not going to get 100 yards. I think he'll go for 80 yards and a touchdown, but I do have Jimmy Graham. This is his game, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be aware of this, the fact that he's coming back to Seattle and he's going to have we're going to have Jimmy Graham go for 100 yards and one touchdown. Then moving on to the defense, I have Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels both getting a sack. Now, we are now with 31 sacks on the season, the number one sacking defense in the league, which is hard to believe because it's felt like we have not been able to develop a pass rush at times where we've needed it and been able to get to the quarterback when we really need it. But I think this game against the Dolphins where we had six and then we had a good total against the Bills as well um, where Kyle Frackrell put up three sacks on his own against the, them. So we've been able to stack success with uh, the by sacking the quarterback against some weaker teams and that's helped us out for sure. But of course we've gotten to Tom Brady... And we've gotten to Jared Goff. We got them pretty successfully as well, though. Just not quite the level, of course, as we did to Brock Osweiler. So one sack for each of those guys, Clark and Daniels at least. Then I have, here's my biggest bull prediction probably for the players this week. And that is the interception. I don't really see more than one interception being thrown. Russell Wilson doesn't really throw interceptions very often. But I'm going to have it go to Raven Green. That's right. He dropped an interception last week, and I don't foresee him doing it again. This time, he's going to get his hands on the ball, and he's going to bring it in and secure it. Who knows? Could be on a game-deciding drive for the Seahawks as they're marching down to go maybe tie or win the game. More on what I th- how close I think that will be later in the pick six segment let's look at a couple of your guys's bold predictions now blake martinez fan at b underscore money 50 says rogers plays best game of the season so far and throws five touchdowns wow that's bold that's a bold prediction for sure rogers going for five touchdowns hey why not it's thursday night football both teams are on short rest Just the Seahawks are too, they just just didn't have to travel as far. They played in Los Angeles, so they stayed on the West Coast this past week and and then came home. But hey, anything's possible. Then at R12GBP says D starts fast and shuts Hawks out in the first half. Then Devontae Adams and number 33 combined for 250 yards with Devontae Adams getting two touchdowns and number 33, one touchdown. And he says the Pack win 30-17. I think I like most of that right there. Pretty close to what I have um, if you compare it to what I have the two players combining. For 250, I have them combining for 250. Thirty, And he has them combining for three touchdowns. I have them combining for three touchdowns as well, except minor flip-flop. He has Devontae getting two TDs. I have Jones getting two TDs, two two TDs, and Adams getting one TD. And I have a fairly similar score, but just a little different. Coming right up now on the pick six segment. Castleback. Maybe changing the play of the line, looks left and right. Takes the snap, short drop, quick throw, left side. Yeah, he's done it! He Going down the right side In the end oh! zone! And oh! touchdown! Dagger! Al Harris, 56 yards to a game winning touchdown! Green Bay Packers! All right, this is the Pick Six segment. And so, let's quickly review our picks from last week. We had, first of all, the Lions playing the Bears in Chicago, and I mistakenly picked the Lions to win this game, and that was wrong. So, the Bears beat the Lions 34-22. to Then, I picked the Saints over the Bengals, and they crushed the Bengals 51-14. to So, we had that one definitely Drew Brees going outdoors in an away game in the cold didn't really affect him at all on that, that one then in a close game but still right I had the Rams beating the Seahawks the Rams won 36 to 31 Seahawks came very close to scoring on that final drive just came up short then I had the Eagles beating the Cowboys and that did not happen the Cowboys beat the Eagles 27 to 20 so we got that one wrong Then I had the Bucks over the Redskins, took a gamble on that one as well. And the Redskins shut down Fitzmagic 16-3. So that brings my overall game prediction total to 25-21-1. So what about this week? Well, first let's look at the Lions, our NFC North bottom feeder. Panthers are 6-3, Lions are 3-6. In Detroit, 1 Eastern, 12 Central game. Carolina, though, are four-point favorites, and I'm going to take that. Panthers beat the Lions in Detroit. And then we got an NFC North matchup on Sunday night football. Vikings travel to Chicago to play the Bears. Vikings are 5-3-1, and one, coming off a bye. The Bears are 6-3. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites, but as you've heard all week long already so far with the Packers-Seahawks and game, is when Vegas does this that they give home field advantage for most people is a two and a half to three point uh, advantage just for having home field advantage. So you can maybe look at it as these teams are viewed as fairly equal. And so I'm going to take the Vikings to beat the Bears for a couple reasons. First we need the Vikings to beat the Bears because the Bears have a relatively easier schedule finish out the season as opposed to the Vikings will be more likely as they play the Patriots and the Seahawks in Seattle and in Foxborough. And then they still have to play Chicago one other time. And then, of course, they play us next Sunday on Sunday Night Football in Lamb... I'm sorry, in Minneapolis. But, so, we need the Vikings to win this one because the Bears, relatively easier schedule to close out. And so that would uh, put the Vikings at 6-3-1 and drop the Bears to 6-4. and Then, the Saints... Play the Eagles. It's in New Orleans. Saints of course are eight and one. This is our first round draft pick watch. That uh is not going so well as far as draft status for us. Eagles are four and five, and the Saints are eight-point favorites. It's a three twenty-five. Central Time Star, 425 Eastern, and I'm pretty simply taking the Saints in this one. The Eagles need to win this one desperately to stay in the playoff race, but they're going to fall to four and six and essentially find themselves struggling to keep up with the Redskins, who they're not in my picks, but they played the Texans, who and they both are six and three, so that should be an interesting matchup, matchup as well. But So I'm going to take the Saints on that one. Then, Lastly, before getting to the Packers and Seahawks, we have a good one on Monday night football. So really, primetime football this week is looking really, really awesome. They did a good job on the scheduling for this one. Maybe the, I think the Vikings and Bears might have been flexed into Sunday night. I can't remember now. But nonetheless, it's, it's some good stuff right here. You had the Packers and Seahawks on Thursday night, Vikings-Bears on Sunday night, and now the Chiefs and the Rams on Monday night football. Both 9-1 and one teams. It's in Los Angeles. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes. Jared Goff in his third season. Mahomes in his second season. First season as a starter. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Chiefs. That's right, the Chiefs. The Rams are now without Cooper Cup. They've looked vulnerable, to say the least, or to put it quite simply, the last few weeks, um, even before playing the Packers and the Seahawks, The last two weeks, before that, they were still looking a little vulnerable. They looked uh, vulnerable the last time Cooper Cup missed a game. So I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. There's just too many weapons there. Travis Kelsey for the Rams defense to be able to slow down. So that's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Rams. All right. Packers at Seahawks. Thursday night football. 720 Central Time Start. You can catch it on Fox and NFL Network, you can catch it on Amazon Prime, actually, too. So don't forget to try to catch it there. Seattle, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Like I said, too, against the—and you've heard talked about all week, the Vikings and Bears, two-and-a-half-point favorites. So two-and-a-half to three-point advantage is given to the home team, usually by Vegas. So two teams that are going to be pretty even, Packers, 4-4-1, four, four and one, Seahawks, 4-5. and five. Both teams need to win— to stay in the playoff hunt. But I don't think it's going to be that close, guys. Well, it's going to be close. But the score won't show that it's that close. I have the Packers with 31 points and the Seahawks with 23 points. Packers win 31-23. And like I said, with the Raven Green interception prediction, maybe Seahawks down eight and Russell Wilson driving, maybe even in the red zone. And Raven Green this time in the red zone does not drop an interception and grabs an interception to seal the game that would be something worth writing home about and I'm not sure I could wait until after Sunday to come and talk to you guys about it if something like that happened so it'll be a close game in in that sense that the Seahawks will have one final drive to try to tie it with a touchdown and two-point conversion or something similar to that and the Packers defense will stand strong and close out the game yet again. So there you have it. Broncos one of three on third down conversions. Orton shifts into the shotgun setbacks left and right. Bashers and Nickel. Larson to the left, McGahee to the right. Here's the snap. Orton looking, throws the left side. Hey! Watson down the sideline to the end zone. Touchdown, Charles Watson. All right, that was our pick six segment and we thank you guys again for listening in on the rogers hail mary podcast don't forget to follow the podcast on twitter at 12 hail mary you can also follow us over on facebook don't forget to tweet us your predictions each week you can also contact us now with your questions or predictions or general statements or concerns about the packers on the Rogers Hail Mary hotline at 920-770-2117. 920-770-2117. We can't wait to hear from you guys. Can't wait to hear from you guys after a Packers victory Thursday night. Also, you can find the podcast if you're just listening through the link that we post with SoundCloud. You can also subscribe and listen on iTunes or Google Play or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. And of course, SoundCloud, give us some reviews, guys, spread the word. If you're one of our regular listeners, please spread the word so that other Packer fans can find out about us, can enjoy having some fun about the Packers, and maybe even learn a little bit here and there. So again, I thank you all that are listening, that tuned in today to listen, and until next time, Go Pack Go! is your dagger!